This past Sunday, Pastor Caleb talked about the Good Shepherd. Wednesday nights are called Deeper Now, and so we're going to go into it deeper. And I'm going to do as I'm going to do as fast as I can. Which those of you that know me have known me over the years know that fast as I can. Back then was an hour and a half. <laughs> now I have to do it by 30 minutes or I'm fired. I've been told. So I'm going to do as best I can to give you a couple of great points. Well, I think they're great. And I really do believe that they're inspired by God. And I, I want to take us deeper into it. And we're going to be talking about this tonight based on John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 1 says this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some of the way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hear his voice. Say, the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, I want you to know, first off, that God knows you by name. Not only does he know you by name, he calls you by name. You may not, you may not have never heard it, but I'm going to teach you a principle that will help you understand it. And it says that he leads them out of the gate. And when he brings them out, his own sheep, he goes before them. He goes before them. A good shepherd walks in front. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke of. Then he began to say again, most truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. All who have ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. And I'm going to stand, I'm going to stop right there. He will go in and out and find pasture. I want to talk about following the, sh the, the shepherd tonight following the shepherd and going deeper tonight to give us a clear understanding on how we can walk with God and how we can directly be influenced by the presence of God in our personal lives and how we can grow. How many of you really want to be able to hear the voice of God and really have it clear inside of you? Let me give you a few keys before we get started and help you understand how God talks to you. Number one, I want you to know and I can give you scripture, but I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. God speaks to your spirit, man. God speaks to your spirit. You are body, soul, and spirit. God has given us context and words and written words to fill our minds that would allow there to be no blockage and no restrictions for our spirit man in our life to grow as you meditate on the word of God and never let it depart from your mouth you will begin to have success or you'll begin to see success for us defined 
if you want to write down the definition of what we think success is, it's fulfilling the will of God for your life. Fulfilling the will of God for your life. God told Joshua if he will take this word and never let it depart from his mouth, that he would have good success. So the word of God is very integral, an integral part of spiritual growth. But now under a new covenant, after God has placed his spirit within our spirit, he has enabled us to hear what the spirit says to the church. There are so many different types of voices in the world right now. There are so many different types of voices. And I want to show you how sheep actually function in the crowd. Many of them, many, I think all sheep, if you look at the nature of a sheep, they know who has the food or takes them to the pastures or brings and, prote and brings protection in their life. This is why they trust the shepherd. There had to be something in that shepherd's life that would cause them to want to trust him. And I think over a process of time, anybody who is a shepherd, you don't see it anymore, at least not too much in America. You see it in other lands, and you'll see people that are actually shepherds would go out and they raise the sheep for their wool. It may happen in America some places. I don't know of any farms, but I do know that in the church world, in order for anybody to follow the pastor, the pastor, first of all, has to be a follower of Jesus. And in order for the pastor to have influence in the sheep's life, he has to, at some point, gain their trust. And that's just a fact. I mean, how many of you would just follow blindly anybody who just had a great charismatic approach to life and just would, you know, give great ideas? I think that you're most susceptible if you're just influenced by charisma alone. I think that the day that we're living in requires truth. Common sense. <laughs> Good values. So we don't believe that the work of God should be done by charisma of personality. Well, the Apostle Paul said it something like this. He said, I, I didn't come to you in demonstration of my own personality or human effort, but I came in demonstration of power and of the Spirit. That your faith wouldn't be in man, but your faith would be in God. So there is a certain type of attribute that should come from this platform or any influence in anyone's life as they're leading others that has to be in correlation or in agreement with the word of God and the spirit of God. The only thing that will satisfy our soul in the day and the hour that we're living in is the spirit of God. To truly find great satisfaction, completeness, wholeness, if you're feeling incomplete in your life, there are two areas that you may be missing. The mind may be missing the word of God, and your spirit is missing the communion with God. The two requirements from hearing from God. If you want an awareness of the good shepherd in your life, read the word and pray on a regular daily basis. Very practical, but very true. Some things you've probably heard your entire life, and it's no secret to you. But I was having a discussion with one of my sons the other day, and I told them the difference in this world for people that accomplish things and others that don't is that there are dreamers and then there are doers. 
and then there are dreamers and doers. Being a dreamer and a doer at the same time makes all the difference in the world. And James begins to write and say something to the same effect and say, if we're a hearer of the word only and not a doer, we deceive ourselves. The word of God is the one thing in our life that will help differentiate everyone else from the will of God. You can't trust everybody, but you can trust God's word. There are people that have asked me questions about where my stance is or where my political stance is or where my convictions lie. And my response to them really is this most of the time. It doesn't matter what my opinions are. What really matters is what what God's word says. Sheep are very vulnerable in this world. And if you're not careful and have nothing to gauge your decision making by that you'll follow anybody. There are different voices in the world, as I said. There's the voice of the culture, the voice of the culture. The culture has been set, I believe, by demonic influence. Satan was over the culture of heaven before he was cast down, the fine arts department. Think about it. That is our biggest challenge in the world. The second voice that there is is the voice of the devil himself. The third voice that there is is the voice of, I'm going to just go straight to it, the flesh. This is our old nature as well, our soul. Then there's your human spirit tied in with that, but then there's the voice of God. So I can go on and on and, and, you know, tell you that there are different voices out in the world. But really what matters more is that you know the voice of God. And when you know the voice of God and you've heard God, you've felt God in your life guide you and direct you, please don't make the mistake of thinking it has to be an audible voice. What sheep have to recognize is, I think, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. What Christians have to recognize is that you can't go by the culture You can't go by your emotions. You can't go by what people think. You have to go by your conviction and inner witness. I'm going to give you a secret, then I'm going to get to the points, but here's a secret I learned years ago. If you'll pray and read God's word, and when you begin to think and consider God in those decisions, he'll give you a witness. And if you'll live by that witness, he'll guide you and direct you in every decision in your life. And the only way I can explain this witness, it's like a pulsating alarm of peace and a feeling of love and grace. It's a feeling that God gives through a relationship that you're accustomed to. And the only way to develop that witness is through a relationship with him through prayer, through study. If you really want to become ultra-sensitive to it, fast as well. So you can think of something and be, be aware of him and consider him and lean upon him, and he'll direct your path. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. But if you're not careful, you can follow the culture because when the, when the shepherd begins to call to the sheep, I want you to know that there are some sheep that are way beyond his voice. So what happens? 
Here's what happens. When the shepherd speaks, those that are near him within proximity of his voice hears. And as they follow him, the others begin to follow the others. And those that are a distance away, they see everyone else going and they follow them as well. In church, there are some people that feel a witness to the teachings. There are some people that grow. There are some people that are just here going through the motions. Not just in this church. Churches all around America. There are sometimes we get bothered with, overwhelmed with, with work and business and, and problems. And sometimes we've all been there where we're just here. But you're not here. Sometimes you, you, you don't hear clearly. But there's an inner desire and a voice. And if you can ever get focused when you come to church, he'll give you a witness. And if you can ever carry that out to your home, and which is church really is meant to give direction to tell people and teach people how to have church at home. And every parent is the shepherd over their flock. And this thing is supposed to be duplicated. As we begin to grow, as we begin to develop, we begin to understand that the shepherd does talk. And sometimes when you can't hear him, you have to follow somebody else that you know is doing the right thing, moms and dads. My kids were at a very young age. They couldn't hear the voice of God, but mom and daddy had to, and they had to follow us as we followed God. That's how it works. And there are many people that are going to follow you because of the direction you're going because they believe that you're following after God. And some people may not say it, but they know. Let me show you this very quickly and show you how many sheep will follow sheep. This is one shepherd leading them. That shepherd called a few of them. And as the few begin to follow, the hundreds begin to follow. Now you can take this as an example to be the culture that we're living in. The voices that people are responding to. How many people do you know in your life are actually following the crowd right now? Blindly following. And how many of you know that have a walk with God, that pray on a daily basis, who have even given you a witness that they've heard from God, are you actually following, are using as an example? Our greatest example should always be Jesus Christ, right? But despite where you're at in the lineup, you've got to check who you're following. Because point number one, and let me give you this, thank you. Point number one is sheep follow sheep. Sheep follow sheep. You will either follow the shepherd or you will follow the sheep. Either way, somebody's always following you. Somebody is always following you. To hear the voice of God clearly, you have to become responsible to know that you may be a good follower. And that doesn't mean you're following the right person, a right crowd. 
What it really means is, is that simply that you're good at hearing and paying attention. And your choice to respond to them is action. But at the end of the day, there's somebody always following you. And this is where we take on responsibility in our lives. A new responsibility. If you have a child, you, you, you begin to realize this, that as you, uh, the reality, I mean, I'm going to tell you what the most, uh, God, the scariest part of, of, of being a parent was for me was when we left the hospital with our oldest daughter, Haley. The nurses walked us down. My wife was in the wheelchair carrying Haley. They, at that point, they said, okay, ma'am, you can stand up, and they took off. And we're like, well, that was sudden. We're like, man, I guess this is it. What do we do now? We get the car, we put her in the car seat, and we recognize that we're driving home and the, nobody's with us. There's no nurses, there's no doctors. We're, I, maybe I didn't read good enough to prepare me for this moment, but this is it. And you're going down the road with your hazards on slow. Oh, no, oh, that just me. the weirdest feeling in the world and like you're walking the entire time to the house I mean it's a crazy feeling but that's when the reality of leadership really kicks in if you're going to follow the right voices recognize that you're leading others and their lives are in your leadership their lives are depending on Whoever this may be, this could be coworkers, business associates. It could be anybody that doesn't know the good shepherd. And they're relying on you to follow. They may not know it, but they're relying on you. Your children, your family, your home, they're relying on you. Based on who you choose to listen to is who they're going to follow in their life. Somebody is going to follow you. All you have to do to be a leader is follow somebody else. I am not the head pastor of this church. Jesus is. I also have pastors in my life. We just buried one of my pastors. Um, one of the most dearest men to my life. Bishop Jabo Green, we just buried him, and we just went to um, the funeral this is a man that I met years ago that taught me how to be a pastor and be a father. And his life was an influence in my life, and I began to model certain aspects of his. And I learned value, and I learned how to be consistent. I learned how to walk in integrity and in character. I learned how to love people as well. I learned how to not preach for an hour and a half or two hours and cut it down to 30 minutes. 45 minutes and I still haven't accomplished it yet but I'm trying every every week but you're going to follow somebody and you have to choose wisely be picky about who you follow but everybody needs to follow somebody regardless of the past you have to follow and trust somebody Jesus is our ultimate example 
But Jesus uses, Jesus uses men. That's why I'm telling you, God is going to use you. Sheep follow sheep. Jeremiah 50 and 1 says, I, the Lord gave Jeremiah the prophet this message concerning Babylon. This is when Israel was in Babylon. And listen to what happens in the land of Babylon. And this is what the Lord says. Tell the whole world and keep nothing back. Raise a single flag to tell everyone that Babylon will fall. Her images and idols will be shattered. Her gods, Bel and Merduk, will utterly be disgraced. For a nation will attack her from the north and bring such destruction that no one will live there again. He's giving him a word of prophecy and a warning. He's warning them. And listen to what he says. Everything will be gone. Both people, animals will flee. People and animals will flee. In those days coming, saith the Lord, the people of Israel will return home together and the people of Judah. And they will come weeping and seeking their God. And they will ask the way to Jerusalem. And they will start back home again. They will bind themselves to the Lord with an internal covenant that will never be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. Turn them loose in the mountains, and they have lost their way and can't remember how to get back to the sheepfold. All who found them devoured them. Their enemies said, we did nothing wrong in attacking them, for they sinned against the Lord, their true place of rest, and the hope of their ancestors. But now, flee from Babylon. He's telling them, he's telling his sheep, Israel, flee from Babylon. Leave the land of the Babylonians like male goats at the head of the flock, which is referring to a mature male sheep. A, a, a mature sheep. Like a male goat, like male goats at the head of the flock, lead my people home again. Somebody has to lead someone in the right direction. Somebody has to be mature enough to grow to give direction because sheep follow sheep. You don't have to say a word to be the best teacher in the world. You don't have to say one word to teach. It is not what you say. It is what we do, how we live. Living in the spirit is the greatest gift that you can give to your loved ones, to your friends, to your children, to your co-workers. And as long as you're listening to Jesus and as long as you're consistent with him and walking with him and know that he is the way, the truth, and the life, he is the doorway, the only way to get in and there's no compromise in your heart, then you're going to be determined to understand that he did pay a price, that he did go to Calvary, that he was resurrected, and that he was, again, King of kings and Lord of lords, and he's come to reign in our life. But the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Can I just simply tell you before I go to the next point and show you this and understand that there's no one in this whole entire world that loves you more than Jesus. There is absolutely no one in this entire world that loves you more than Jesus. Let me ask you, when's the last time somebody died for you? 
When's the last time somebody went to the scourging just for you? When's the last time somebody carried a cross just for you? When's the last time somebody went to hell for three days just for you and came back out? What is the last time? I'm just asking, has anybody had anyone else do anything for them? So if they haven't, I've just got to tell you, follow Jesus and forget about everything else. doesn't matter what everybody else says. All that matters is what... God has to say, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you for directing me. And he didn't leave this earth without giving us his spirit, the comforter, the shepherd's staff, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the kingdom of God. Call it what you want. It's God's way of saying, here, follow me. Follow me. You'll learn his voice, and I don't have a special recipe for you to hear his voice tonight. All I can tell you is, if you'll spend time talking to God, he'll start talking back to you. That's what I have to tell you. Keep it simple. There are doers and dreamers. Be a doer of the word. Follow the word of God. Get it instilled in your spirit and position yourself to hear the voice of God. God will speak to you. God will not, don't expect a thunderous voice from the heavens, but expect a witness on the inside just to go off as you think and consider towards him. If you're a good multitasker, then learn how to multitask in your relationship with God. As you make a decision, lean on him for understanding and he'll direct your path. Lean on him. But you got to know his voice. It's important to know his voice because once you learn the voice... Once you understand the voice, then you won't follow anybody else. And he wants to talk to you every day. He'll give you great business decisions. He'll make you cause, he'll cause you to walk and make networks with people that you could only dream about. He'll cause you to make decisions for your family that will bless from generation to generation after generation. He'll cause you to do things in your life that no one else can do. He's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Somebody say, Lord Jesus, teach me how to hear your voice. Come on, say, Lord, teach me to hear. Teach me to listen. And I feel to say this, sometimes part of listening to God is slowing down. Someone say, slow down. I don't know who this is for. Slow down. Put God in your schedule. Take time. Breathe. Take a deep breath. Take time for him because he wants to talk. But you got to know the voice. I want to show you an example of how sheep know their shepherd's voice. I want to show you this next video. They're trying to imitate the shepherd's voice. One more time. They say what he says to them.
responded to the shepherd because sheep go where they're fed and taken care of. Sheep will go where they're fed, protected, and taken care of. Those other voices, they're not accustomed to them and they're not responsive to them because nothing good ever came out of their mouths or their lives towards them. But they have been trained they have been trained, and they train their hearing and their whole being to respond only to one voice. That's the call, and that's the secret to following the shepherd. It's calibrating. It's being sensitive and choosing to follow only one voice. How many of you are here tonight because God has been good to you? I mean, you can honestly say, honestly, you can honestly say, the Lord has been good to me. How many of you here are here right now because you know you shouldn't be here? But, but God, but the good shepherd somewhere along the way. I mean, have you ever, ever in your life ever been sick? Have you ever, ever got a bad report from the doctor? And, and, and some of you are here tonight that you shouldn't be here, but you should be six foot under pushing up daisies. But you're in the house of God raising up your hands, and you're here tonight because the good shepherd proved himself to you. The good shepherd has loved you and protected you. How many of you have ever been in your wrong mind and the wrong place at the wrong time? But somehow, some way, God came into your life and saved your soul and gave you a peace of mind and delivered you and brought back a mindset that is totally different and instilled it in you. And that's why you're in God's house on a Wednesday night. Sheep follow the shepherd that feeds them. Sheep follow after Jesus because of his goodness. It's a goodness of God that leads us to repentance in our life. I want to give you something again, and I want you to recognize what the scripture says. There are different accounts within the book of Revelation. There are so many times when God was given a word to them where he told them in the book of Revelation throughout, he that hath an ear, 
here. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches and to him that overcometh. I will give him to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise of God in Revelation chapter 2. And you could go all throughout Revelation and you can hear and see what every time God gave a prophecy, every time God spoke to those seven churches, he had to reiterate and had to say it again, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, everyone say Spirit, Spirit. says to the church. I'm going to say something probably that well, probably most pastors wouldn't say, but I'm going to say it anyways. I love saying things like, like, if this isn't the church for you, that's okay. Let us help you find the one that is. Probably not the way to grow a church, but, but it's gotta be, it has to be that way. I recognize I may not be the pastor for everybody, but, or maybe not one of our pastors, but, but, but we're, we are to somebody. So we're not in a competition. We are in a kingdom. And, and, and so I have to tell you this and help you understand something. If what I say from this platform doesn't resonate with the Holy Ghost inside of you, then you need to go home and study it and pray about it and consider it. Because he gave you a teacher on the inside to help you understand. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, where? Inside of you is what? Saying to who? The church. That goes for us here as well. That's why sometimes you can feel an anointing come into the room because there is a witness in the atmosphere and God is be releasing something and somebody's feeling something on the inside when we release the word of God or release a truth or release a word of knowledge or a prophetic word or a word of wisdom and understanding. There is something to bear witness to. There are, there are seven spirits of God. There is the spirit of the Lord. There's a, the spirit of the Lord is a spirit of ownership and authority. There's a spirit of wisdom, of knowledge, understanding, power, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. There are different dimensions of hearing and seeing God through his spirit and understanding. And when you feel a witness, it's because there's an internal light inside of you. The scripture says that the human spirit is the candlestick of the Lord. And when the spirit inside of you begins to illuminate and begins to direct you, you're not no longer walking in darkness. You're no longer walking by yourself. You're no longer out in a pasture lost. You can find your way back home. You can find your way back to the good shepherd. All you have to do is stop long enough to listen. Come on, Haley. Come on, sweetheart. There is a witness that God has given to our spirit to help us understand what he desires to do. And it's not found in a man. It's found in the man, Christ Jesus. And he's given you something in your life. But if you're going to successfully follow the shepherd, come in through the gate. Come in through the door. If you've never given your life to Jesus, tonight's the night to give your life to the Lord. Tonight's the night to say, Lord, I surrender. If you've been away and you've been astray, 
and, and somehow by the grace of God you're here tonight, then, then take this moment to say, Father, I surrender. I surrender to you right now. Be the good shepherd in my life. As we stand to our feet here this evening, just begin to lift your voice. Just begin because listening to God is a decision. To follow the shepherd, it requires listening to God. Listening to God is a daily decision. You have to decide every day, I'm going to listen to him. Will you allow your spirit man and your mind to align to hear the heart of God right now? Just by lifting up your hands in this place. We're going to pray and just surrender to the spirit of God right now. I've just given you an opportunity to open your mind to receive the leading of the shepherd. All you've got to do is just begin to walk in it. Let's just lift up our hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I surrender all. I surrender my heart. I surrender my mind. I surrender and I listen to your voice only. I surrender and listen to your voice. And I will follow no one else. But God, we pray in the name of Jesus, make it very clear. If there's someone here tonight, dear God, lead them into green pastures and still waters. Father, we surrender our lives to you right now. Can we make a rededication of our hearts right now and our minds and just say, Father, we want to follow you. We want to hear your voice. And I'm not going to follow the voice of a stranger. God, I'm only going to respond to the good shepherd. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. I feel like the Lord just wants to bring still waters into the atmosphere. You see, sheep gather together. And this is where God brings us into green pastures and still waters. Let's just lift him up. Come on. Come on. Worship him like you know he's your protector.